Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. My name is Christina Matina, Senior Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. On this episode of Managed Carecast, we're talking with the co-editors-in-chief of the American Journal of Managed Care, Dr. Mark Fendrick and Dr. Michael Chernu, and the editor-in-chief of the American Journal of Accountable Care, Dr. Dennis Scanlon. They look back on the past year and discuss the themes and topics they expect to see in the pages of the journals and in the world of healthcare in 2022. Welcome and thanks for joining us. We're here today to talk about the trends that we expect to see in 2022 in the pages of the journal. Uh, First, we'll speak with Dr. Mark Fendrick. Christina, uh, happy end of 2021, and we'd like to thank you and the entire AJMC staff uh, for a very successful year, understanding that 2021 was uh, unusual in the fact that we were still uh, battling the SARS-CoV-2, or what I wish we could call COVID-19, but it's becoming the COVID-19, 20, 21, and 22 pandemic. The journal has uh, focused on many of the timely issues uh, facing healthcare delivery in the U.S. and increasingly internationally. We have seen lots of very interesting research and perspectives on how the COVID pandemic is impacting healthcare delivery and certainly how it will continue to change healthcare delivery in 2022. And we expect that you and the team will be busy handling an increased number of of pandemic-related papers, not specifically how pertains to the diagnosis and treatment of, of the virus itself. But I think increasingly next year, we'll see a lot of papers about how the good and the bad transformations that occurred, some involuntarily with the pandemic, will actually stay in healthcare delivery, uh, particularly uh, telemedicine and uh, increased attention on mental health and substance abuse. It was very interesting a year ago when Mike and I were talking about the year 2020, and uh, you had asked us about whether we thought, uh, whether healthcare spending would have actually increased or decreased given the market change in the care that was delivered in the United States during 2020 and 2021. And I do have to say that uh, somewhat intrigued by the health affairs paper published in December of 2021, showing that total healthcare expenditures, in spite of a marked reduction in what would be considered typical healthcare delivery actually went up in the United States uh, during this COVID pandemic. So we, uh, we do expect to see lots of papers about how the pandemic will transition uh, diagnosis, preventive care, as well as chronic care management of certain diseases, given the marked change in, in the delivery system, and, and also how patients and consumers have been impacted by the pandemic. Obviously, lots of other exciting things going on that are not pandemic-related. I think Mike and Dennis can touch on them as well. We were extraordinarily pleased to see really active engagement by our editorial board members and and lots of high-profile articles that occurred in 2021. And our expectations is that um, our very active editorial board will continue to enlighten our readers on on very hot topics in, in healthcare in the U.S. and internationally. Uh, come 2022. Mike, I think I'll turn it over to you. Thanks, Mark. That was terrific. Um, I agree with all you said, and it is wonderful to uh, 
hear you. And um, for those listening, we're actually on Zoom so I can see you. So it's great to see you um, and Maisie. Um, so let me give a few reactions. I wish I could start by saying that 2021 was a great year. Um, 2021 was, uh, you know, an unbelievably challenging year for almost all of the stakeholders in the healthcare system. And frankly, for uh, almost all Americans. And I think it's important to start by acknowledging how difficult the year was and the challenges that patients faced and the challenges that providers faced and really the amazing amounts of hardship that spread across the country as we continue to struggle, we struggled with and continue to struggle with uh, the COVID pandemic. Um, in terms of what I think will be in the journal, to some extent, I think what is old is going to become new again. So core issues like spending, for example, will always be central. And any papers, any evidence about how we can become more efficient in the healthcare system are important. Some of those papers relate to micro interventions at a delivery system level, um, aspects of advanced primary care, for example. Some relate to financing like payment reform, and those remain topics of great interest. Um, Related to that, of course, is we're very interested in um, prices across the board, particularly in um, uh, the commercial sector. And that brings us to a series of analyses that we see more and more of related to consolidation in the healthcare system. Um, and so we expect that that will again become uh, a hot topic. And as one might imagine, drug prices is always on the forefront of people's minds, particularly the interplay between drug prices and innovation, given uh, the advances we've had in a world in which getting back to normal requires not only the vaccines that have been developed, but also um, some of the new medications that might be coming online to treat COVID. I think we're reminded of the importance of innovation in, in the healthcare system. There are some things, well, I can say quality, of course, is uh, an access uh, like spending remain a key pillar of the healthcare system and a key interest of uh, ours at AJMC. So in the work on spending, um, we'd love to see uh, related work on quality um, and the work on quality related work on spending. Um, the two go hand in hand. And I think uh, quality measures and things about quality measures remain of interest in the journal. There are some things that I think, uh, I won't call them new, but uh, maybe have been growing in emphasis over the past few years. So um, the obvious one there is probably telehealth. One thing the pandemic showed is that we can change the way we deliver care. And I think there's gonna be a lot of interest in understanding telehealth and more broadly digital health is changing the healthcare system and what are the fiscal and clinical outcomes associated with telehealth. Um, workforce issues um, are certainly central if anyone follows what's happening uh, in the workforce broadly, not only in the physician market, but in uh, market, for example, for uh, nurses, nurse practitioners. Um, I, I think it's going to be a really important topic. Um, there's a lot of new relationships uh, between different organizations in the healthcare space now, particularly insurers and providers. And so I think understanding those relationships uh, are of growing importance. And lastly, I'll close by saying many discussions now focus on issues of disparity and equity. And we share that interest, and I expect we'll see a lot more in that vein, particularly around issues like social determinants of health and related interventions. So those a long laundry list of topics uh, that I think we're interested in. I think we've probably covered the waterfront, but I will turn it over to Dennis to see if he has any reactions. Thanks, Mike. Um, I, I do have some reactions. I'll always take an opportunity for that. I, I think 
you know, my list is, as I look at it on paper, uh, covers uh, a lot of what you talked about in the second point. But I think I'll preface this by saying uh, I'm going to be a little bit of a Grinch here in the spirit of the uh, holiday season in that as I reflected back on this, I, I still find it incredibly frustrating that we still have um, a need for uh, not only good, good, solid research and evidence, but actually putting this evidence into practice. I, I think um, you know, we lack in, in, in both of those regards. So I think my remarks are going to be kind of prefaced by this. Um, I want to touch on two areas. The one is what I'll just call lack of data integration still. And I reflect back, you know, as we are in the pandemic, I think back, for example, to Hurricane Katrina, and I think it was 2005, you know, the story about health information technology and, and the potential, but the, the untapped potential back then was the notion that, you know, we had a, a bunch of patients displaced as a result of Katrina with a lot of their health records on paper, which were washed away um, in the hurricane and going to places like Houston and new providers who were treating these patients couldn't have records to what medications they were on, um, you know, sort of what types of treatments they needed, so forth and so on. So fast forward to 2021, I'm not sure we're that much better despite billions of dollars of spending on high tech, despite the fact that now everybody has an electronic health record. And I think the pandemic is, is a primary example uh, today as we face this surge with Omicron um, we, we have a lot of information that would be so valuable to know that we just don't know. For example, um, you know, we, we know infections are going up, uh, but I, I would say that that's probably the wrong thing to measure, ideally. It's not just infections, but it's who's getting the infections, what the symptomatology is, and uh, in, in the pattern of transmission. So without going into detail, you know, I, I think had we or if we had good information, we'd be able to know um, very precisely, you know, how many of these new infections were breakthrough infections versus people who were non-vaccinated. If somebody was vaccinated, what type of vaccine did they have? What's the distance or length of time from when they were vaccinated? Were they boosted? And most importantly, what the distribution of symptomatology was. If we knew any of that kind of information and we could target that at a patient or let's say health system level, we might be able to act uh, on this a little bit more efficiently and target our policies. But, you know, all this information exists in silos. It's not put together, and it certainly doesn't come together at the point of care or decision-making. And I really don't think we've made uh, much progress on that um, in, in decades, quite frankly. Uh, so the good news is there's more work to do. And also the good news is in, in AJMC, we have a health information technology uh, issue every year but we're also quite willing to publish articles on this topic. And I think we, we really can use not only more articles about the evidence generally, but the implementation of evidence. I think the second category uh, that I wanted to hit on, and, and Mike really covered many of the areas, is just value, um, value more generally. You know, we've been talking about that for over a decade. Mike and Mark, of course, uh, have been talking about low value care for a long period of time. Uh, yet I think the pace of adoption, uh, the pace of putting into practice what we know, but also learning more is just slower than it needs to be, um, significantly slower. So Mike, Mike hit on, you know, a number of areas that really impact value pricing. I worry about the uh, inflationary times we're in in our economy more generally and how that's going to impact um, healthcare costs and healthcare pricing. Uh, Mike touched on labor issues and the shortage, but I also think we need to think about um, 
the, the production function of how we're producing healthcare, new types of labor, non-physician type labor, and, and how that might help, where it might help, uh, in addition to nursing, um, technology, use of mobile uh, applications, telehealth, uh, thinking about how to motivate behavior change, um, not only on the part of patients, but also uh, behavior change on the part of providers as well. Uh, that brings into question topics related to incentives. And as, as Mike mentioned, um, all of this in the backdrop of a healthcare environment where there's not only uh, continued consolidation through merger and acquisition, but there's also a partnership uh, through new vendors that provide uh, different services in the uh, information space, whether it's risk stratification or profiling or um, tools to help patients make better decisions or so forth and so on. And then lastly, uh, how we sort of think about the role of social determinants of health, particularly as it pertains to our public policy, um, often in these areas which don't link to health. So I guess I would say that as Mike mentioned, all of these focus on this issue of value, but in the spirit of being the Grinch, I will just say that in, in both information technology and the power of, of information and what it can do to improve things, as well as ultimately the focus on value, we have a lot more that needs to be done, and I'm hoping that AJMC can contribute to this uh, in the new year and the coming years. Thanks, Dennis. So uh, like all things, as we wrap up, this is Mark again. Um, there are lots of uh, pros and cons of 2021. Uh, I do want to talk a, a little bit beyond uh, AGMC and speak briefly about the, the growth and the impact of the American Journal of Accountable Care, Dennis, that you your leadership and stewardship has brought from obscurity to, to great impact and, and hearing lots of positive things about the journal's growth and its content over the past year. And, and Mike and I thank you for that. I also want to bring attention to the rapidly growing sphere of uh, the American Journal of Managed Care uh, beyond uh, the journals AJAC and AGMC, and hopeful that uh, some of the listeners of this podcast will visit uh, the new AJMC website and see a incredible breadth and depth of content. And both you, Mike, and certainly you, Dennis, have done an awful lot to contribute to, to boost the, uh, the impact in, in the content of that material. I want to close with a sad note that the leader of our entire enterprise, Michael J. Hennessy, uh, passed in this past year. And I think it's uh, for those who had not heard about this very sad news of uh, Mike's passing. Uh, I do want to make sure that we mention this on the podcast. So with that, I'll turn it back to the two of you for brief sign-offs. I, I thank everyone for listening and your support of both AJMC and AJAC and, and wishing you all a happy and healthy 2022. Mike and Dennis, did you have any closing words to wrap up with? No, I'd like to thank you and all of the tremendous AJMC staff for all that you do, all of our um, contributing authors, readers, and listeners for their support this year. And we look forward to a 2022 that is healthier and uh, even more successful than 2021. I echo all that. And we'll just note for the record that uh, I... I have a limited uh, time period of being a Grinch. I'm more optimistic about the potential for the future. And I think AJMC and AJAC uh, both will be very important there. So happy holidays to everyone. Great. Thank you all for joining us. And we certainly hope to see these themes next year in the pages of AJMC. For more, visit AJMC.com. To get in touch with us, email info at ajmc.com 
or follow us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.